Yeah. Stakes is high. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Look. We back up in the building now. Hey, yo, we about to tear the building down like a 757 on 9-11. Street smart niggas with the wisdom of a reverend. All the eyes stacked against us. We still the ones you should bet with. Shark confess the waters. Interact your own discretion. Swimming with piranhas. Trying not to get your flesh beat. Yeah, real podcast for people that's really real. CC and Jones tell you how they feel. Every Wednesday when you hit play, you gon' laugh and learn something from this discussion. We going up. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast, having a real conversation with real people. And I am Jones. Thank you guys for tuning back in to the Stakes is High podcast. Uh, welcome back to uh, this journey of what we do here. Um, shout out to my brothers, man. Last week, we had an excellent show. Uh, the Knights, we appreciate you guys. To everyone who is listening on Apple Podcasts, I am currently trying to fix that issue because the new episode did not upload. I'm in works. I've been emailing back and forth. I know a few people who've had that issue. I think it was an Apple thing. Shout out to King K. He helped me. Um, well, he gave me the information information on what was going on. Uh, but now, if you haven't, you know, you haven't listened, if you haven't heard episode 306, um, it ain't there yet. It should be there soon. So, man, uh, if you're tuning in through Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, um, Stitcher, and all that, man. Um, yeah, man, Apple Podcast. So if you're hearing this a couple weeks later on Apple Podcast, that's why it wasn't posted. So, hey, man, I, I apologize. It's not my fault. But, hey, we still keeping this content rolling. But again, if you haven't listened to that episode um, and you're just now tuning in, if you're a new listener, hey man, I got 306, of, this is 307 of those things out there. So go back and listen. The last episode was called Manifesting This Chokehold. We're talking about manifesting. How do you say that, bro? Manifesting. Manif- manifesting. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, uh, we were talking about that. And um, yeah, man, uh, I want you guys to tune into that, man. I'm going to talk to you about that, too. I got family here. It's not a guest. If you've been to the Stakes is High one time, you are con- you are considered family. So I got some family here. I'm going to introduce him in a second. But um, if you want to listen to that episode and any of our past episodes, like I said, I just gave some of the platforms we are on. Like I said, that is Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcast, uh, and SoundCloud. Go there. Please subscribe, follow, do whatever you need to do. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. Give us a good rating. And leave us a review if you could. Make sure it's all possible. Um, If you do want to email us and you have some um, questions and concerns and or want to be a guest or know someone who wants to be a guest, hit us up at stakesishighpod at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That is Stakes is High Podcast. You will see us there. Um, I am going to get back active on Instagram. I kind of fell off a little bit man um but i'm get back active on there just because i always tell people to go there so why not be active so hit us up there and uh yeah man thank you guys for tuning in and and rocking with us all these years like i said we got family got some family 
Uh, this gentleman is uh, I'm affiliated through a few different ways, and man, just kind of reconnected. Man, it's been we were connected on the hoop on the on the on the court. Yeah, the court. <laughs> yeah, we, we. I mean, I ain't hooped in so long. Probably back then, bro. Was oh the last wow. Time I, hooped. Wow. I kind of I, I gave it up, man. <laughs> Not really gave it up, man. I just like I'm gonna tell you what happened. Okay, okay. I got a high insurance deductible. Okay. And I said I'm through hooping, cause oh. man, I, it's uh, a foul like you be doing. Yeah. Is, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Huh? You remember that? <laughs> a foul is not worth that three thousand dollars, man. So <laughs> I gave it up, man. But I miss it. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I just walked in, man. I was talking to Jermaine. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Marion connection. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, man, I'm gonna go interview Rick, man. So uh, you know what I mean. So, but anyway, uh, met this gentleman, man. Gave me a classic episode. Actually, probably in my top five episodes. Of, la- of, of my 306 episodes, man. Oh, man. Just because it was just so, it was just so real, man. And I love when I have people from the hometown on the show. Um, yes, sir. I done had, you know, a lot of people from from the crib on here, man. So it's always uh, a good thing. But um, this gentleman, man, if you see, man, he's always smiling. Great energy, um, man. Just it, it's what I could say, bro, about you is that. Even in the chaos of playing basketball and you know right, tempers right, right. rise and and man you still keep your calm man and you don't you don't fall to it and I know that might be something you know with your position right. of you know uh, what you do for a living and just like you know you being blessed in that in that sense of being a pastor and not only that man we're gonna talk about how you are able to keep that cool and I know we probably touched on that last episode but I want to touch on that again because okay. it's kind of related to similar things you're doing now so right, right. but um yeah man I, I I have so much to say about. This brother but you guys are going to hear it in this episode man we have my brother rick here rick mccray doctor <laughs> let me get it right man yeah, dr mccray you, baby man. What's, what's going on brother man what's up man what's up everybody oh, out there yeah. stakes is high what's up yeah man appreciate you coming back man man thank you man i had a great time uh last time yeah. uh we did this thing man i was like man as soon as you was like man you need to come up uh, i got you what let me know yeah man it was actually just it was like early into the podcast bro oh, it wow. was like yeah i think it was like within my like i gotta look and see what episode that was but i okay. know i hadn't even cracked 100 yet bro so oh, wow i'm at 30 this 307 right now man so man congratulations too appreciate man. you brother appreciate 307 you. that's big time it's been it's been tough man um you know and i know we talked about recording some things yeah. that you've been doing man and it's, it's tough doing um what i would call a free hobby mm. you know what i mean because yeah. you know i made a couple dollars here and i literally mean a couple but here and there off merch and off like advertisement and everything like that but there's right. nothing i can it's still considered free just even based yeah. off the minimum i've made but man it's tough you know what i mean but yeah. i had to find different purpose there it is there it mm-hmm. is because our you know monetarily you know we have been taught that monetary reward is the determinant of how valuable a thing is yeah and the reality yeah. is not yeah, yeah yeah like you said i mean just the the fulfillment internally mm-hmm. the satisfaction you get of doing the work that you feel called to do yeah is the reward in and of itself man. yeah man and i i had to i had to find that and i struggled with it at times but in at times yeah. of that i take my break you know what i'm saying right, right, and right. i may miss that week i may miss too and 
and that's okay. I yes. used to think that wasn't okay. You know what I mean, man? I want you to tell me something, bro, because I was What's talking that? about uh, uh, real quick, and I could we kind of could touch on, and then we can go into what we're talking about. No, but whatever you want. Last episode, I talk about manif- manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to help me with that word earlier. I got oh, yeah. it now. Yeah, I got it now. But anyway, <laughs> um, you helped me. We, we talked about that, right? And I, right. I, I was saying, and just, just to kind of give you like a brief, quick one-hour conversation into a couple words, right. it was basically talking about uh, I, I felt as if in today's time, um, the the concept of manifest, mani- manifestation mm-hmm. is that people say, if you believe it, it's going to come and even with like you know like i think i always i said that new concept of Mm -hmm. if you put it out in the world you put it out it's going to come and i was saying like and and with you being a pastor man and maybe you can help me i said that was almost like the new and i named it like manifestation uh um manifest this chokehold or something like that whatever the last episode was but i said that concept of thinking has had a chokehold on us as a people like religion used to yeah 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 and i i mean that in a sense of like i and i said it like i don't want to be a pessimist about this and everything but i was like i think people just think that i want a big house i'm gonna have a big house (laughs) and that's just kind of what the concept is like (laughs) I'm gonna right, be a millionaire. Right. I'm, and yeah. in fairness, even if you're working hard to be a millionaire, you might not be a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might not get that five million dollar home. Yeah. And I think what's happened is we just kind of get that they're in a chokehold on that concept, man. What, what do you think about that, bro? Man, that's a great question. I got several ideas. About it. <laughs> Uh, one, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is a is a is like a scripture, like in, in Romans that talks about like how God, you know, was able to speak those things that are not as though they were, right? But what we know about God speaking is there's always action behind it, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not God just randomly speaking and then do not put in the work and the time and the effort and all of those things, right? And so, so first, when I hear people say, they used to call it naming and claiming. You yeah. know, they just, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. like, oh man, I'm about to have that. And I'm just like, oh, you don't think you got to do nothing? You know, when the reality is, is you always have to make a deposit before you can get any kind of, uh, uh, a return before you can do any kind of withdrawal mm-hmm. and people don't want to make the deposits first mm-hmm. they want all the withdrawal they want to say yeah. man i want to go to the bank pull out a million dollars well you got to put a million dollars in yeah. to get that out right and i think for me it is teaching people okay what are you going to deposit like you even said house like i got this crazy testimony that that uh, you know i went through this uh this year where my wife and i decide yeah you know, about a year ago, I just felt like, man, it's, it's time for us to move. Mm-hmm. And so, man, what I do, uh, I just really heard in my spirit, like, get your house in order. Like, if you're going to move, like, okay, you got to get your stuff together. Mm-hmm. Right? So, man, we start renovating, putting stuff together. So, in February, we decide, you know, okay, we're going to put the house up for sale, but... You know, depending on the market, you know, you want to make sure you have a contingency plan, right? Okay, so you okay. find a house, but the sale and of, or the purchase of the house is always going to be contingent upon if you sell your house. For sure. But that time in the market, yeah. man, nobody was doing no contingency plans. I mean, everybody was out there bidding on houses, yeah. bidding over. And so we could not get a crib. And so Golly Mar was like, 
I sell your crib first. And I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. My wife's looking at me like, what you mean sell the crib first? Yeah. Like, where we going to go? Mm-hmm. Right? And it, it, it took this sacrifice of us selling the crib. So we put the house on the market in less than 24 hours. It's sold. We like, oh, they want a quick closing. And my wife's like, where are we going? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) But I know that whatever it is we need or wherever we're going, it is required for us to make this major sacrifice first. Okay. So, man, literally, I think seven days before we close, we found a house. Mm. And the house was everything that we wanted. And everything we would have done to it, it was already done on three acres of land. Mm-hmm. And and that for me, that testimony was, I ain't just name it and claim it. Yeah. No, I put the work in. I I had to make a sacrifice. Yeah, then yeah. something happens. Okay. Yeah. But so, I heard so, you say something else, too, but so, I'll get so to let it. Me, let, me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Okay, okay. So what, do you, what would you tell a person, right? Because I, everything you said, I agree with. That's why I said I don't like to take the pessimist attitude when it comes to that right because everyone can i can tell you million and million and one stories on similar situation what you say not not hey i ain't got no you you got three acres baby not (laughs) (laughs) not, no i'm just joking but not 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 like that right right right. but i can give you story after story after story where i just had to trust and i just had to work hard and it came you know what i'm saying Yeah, yeah however you know when i know God always has his plan. Yeah. And whatever yeah. you think it may be, right. it may not. So that's when I go to the conversation of, bro, just because you claim it don't mean it's going to happen. And you have to have a reality of I don't care how hard you work. There's someone right now that's writing and got pads and pads of raps and yeah. songs that have, they've been going to the studio every single day day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that don't mean they about to make it bro so that's what right. i'm saying i think a lot of times we gotta have that's why i said i think it has a chokehold on us because we've seen so many times of you just believe it and you'll receive it right but there's sometimes it's just like i think you just like some people aren't realistic with it i, I think what has the chokehold on us is our plan our, our plan becomes our god Mm. And all of a sudden we are serving the plan versus being fluid when when there's a shift, when there's, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of alternate route we need to take. And because we think the plan has to be like this, to me it's not the goal, it's the plan. Because sometimes you know this, sometimes you gotta let go of the plan and come up with another plan. Sometimes That's God is like Okay, so yeah, <laughs> you it might be to go <laughs> God might like, nah, I'm rerouting you because yeah, you, you yeah. I know you wanted to do it like this and I want mm. you want it to look like this, mm. but I got something completely different for you that's still in this realm but you had to go through the writing every day that maybe you're supposed to be writing books. Maybe you write poems. Maybe all of a sudden you're writing for a company. Maybe you you're talking. a ghostwriter for somebody. When now if you, you let go of the chokehold of your own plans and trust the plan and trust when so stuff are, starts unfolding. Let me, yeah. no, hold on no go ahead. So do you think the goal has us in a chokehold versus us focusing on the plan? I think the plan has us in the chokehold. Okay, okay, okay. okay yeah, okay. and, and I mean, what I mean by that is is that ah, I got you I got you I got if you. that goal is over there to yeah, yeah, to yeah. be successful is ultimately what I'm trying to do okay and I might be in music maybe I'm not the rapper yeah yeah <laughs> right maybe I'm the ghostwriter maybe can I'm the goal have you in the choke chokehold too because a lot of times my goal is to be a big rapper and you have this plan and 
both may have you, right? Because that's what I'm thinking is the chokehold is both. But you're right, you're right. Because the chokehold could be both. Like, yeah. your goal, my plan is this, and I'm going to keep working for this, the goal, and my plan, this is the plan, this is the plan, I'm sticking to it. Although, right. there may be a shift, because God, like, bro, you're supposed to be writing books. you got notepads of lyrics, and then your goal may not be a rapper, it may be a writer of books. Right. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's why I say, because to me, I don't think they're the same, because at the end of the day, as soon as I change my plan, the goal has to change. There we go. Like, immediately. I got you. I got you. So that's why I say, okay, it's the plan, yeah, and yeah, once you yeah. change a plan immediately, you have your to goal. shift. Your goal going to change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I need to get to West Side, <laughs> and I got to get, okay, I got to. Yeah, okay. so that's why I was Your direction's going to change, bro, and now you're going to, yeah, Come yeah. On. Yeah, and it may not be that rapper. It may be, yeah, one, okay. Yeah, yeah and but it may it, be music. It may be something that's in entertainment. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But here's here's the beauty of it, though. But I think you have to have that goal and plan first mm-hmm. because it starts you on a path. So my, my, my wife got this truck, and, and with the GPS, I never liked it. I hate it. You can put in the address, mm-hmm. but it will say, as soon as you begin, your route will begin. Mm. Which means you literally have to start first before it'll show you the route. Mm. And sometimes we gotta start first yeah. and realize, man, this is just a start. Yeah, that don't mean that that's gonna be what's gonna happen forever. For sure, for sure, for sure. But you know, what, what are you? Oh, what, real quick, you okay, me, you got me over here <laughs> twisting on. My mind is going. Wait, let me say this. So you said a rapper who's writing every day, and maybe you, what you're supposed to be doing is learning discipline. Mm. And so that's why I say every part of. Every part of the journey is important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. However, his goal is to be a rapper. But God's plan might not be for him to be right. a rapper or whatever in the whatever you believe in might not be. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like, yo, bro, it, you, you've been doing this for 40 years. And but, now you got notepads and notepads to where you could have been writing children books because your writing is immaculate. Right, right. Because you've learned how to write through rapping and then, you know what I'm saying? Or learned yeah. how to put words together. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think just people just get get that choco because it's like claim, name it and claim it and it's yours. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And I think that's where the choco comes in. However, real quick, and then we're going to get to you, bro. Uh-huh. Um, what are some of the signs that you think people should recognize as they're going for their plan? Because someone right now has a plan. Right. I had a plan and I use this as an, an example, right? Okay. I had my plan with my podcast when I first started. Right, right, right. I'm like, yo, stay consistent, put out every weekend. You listen to the song in the beginning. Jamar wrote the, the song in the beginning oh, of the okay, show. Oh, okay, yeah. Will uh, Stop. Barnett? Yeah, 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 yeah. He rapped. He, yeah, exactly. He rapped on the intro. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Um, drop every Wednesday. He says it in a line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. TC and Jones, uh, every Wednesday, you know, he raps that. And uh, I'm like, I got to be consistent, be consistent. And um, as I went on, my goal and initial was like, somebody's going to hear this and I'm going to blow, you know, yeah. I'm going to get sponsorship by Eli Lilly. I'm just thinking of the, I'm thinking big, right? Yes, yes. And then as time went on, there were signs that God gave me, but I ignored them. I ignored mm. them because my goal, my plan and the goal is like, probably ain't going to be there, bro. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm thinking so still think, thinking, 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 thinking. Yeah. And then eventually I start listening. I listen, I listen. I'm like, you know what? That's God telling me, the energy telling me, that's probably not going to happen, bro. So I need to shift. And then that's when my plans start shifting. But, and now I do it for a different purpose, right? Yeah. And my purpose is, this is therapy to me. Talking to you right now, this has been. But anyway, my question to you is, 
my signs of changing my plan, it I ignored it, I ignored it, I ignored it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I'm like, oh, boom. But do you have like a, a, a generic or just like a, 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 I wouldn't call it generic, I'm sorry. Do you have like a general way to be like, yo, this is a sign you need to change your plans. Yeah. Like, is there anything that you could tell people listening right now? Like, yo. <laughs> Damn, bro, you might. What's your sign? Yeah, hey, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got a couple of. Them. Um, I think as you were saying that, man. One of the, I think the biggest signs is, um, what can be mistaken as fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that. Is that you know, like you said, putting out weekly, and all of a sudden you're you're beginning to get tired. And your mind is beginning to shift to something else mm-hmm. where it was in the beginning, like, man, nobody had to say nothing to you. You was like, bam, bam, bam. And then all of a sudden you find yourself like, man, this is hard to do mm-hmm. today. I don't want to get up to do this. And some people say, oh, well, man, that's just part of the, the rig and roll of, of yeah. you know, of, of going through. But what I say is, no, that's the sign that something has shifted and you need to reevaluate mm-hmm. and say, OK, wait a minute. I'm doing this and I'm not getting energy from it. Matter of fact, it's starting to drain me. Mm. And when you start feeling drained, I'm going to tell you now, that's the clear indication that you need to go back to the drawing table, evaluate, find out one, are you really still doing what you originally intended to do? Is there now need to be a shift to say, Hey, I need to go in a different direction because that doesn't give me energy anymore. But maybe this thing over here is giving me energy. Mm. You know, maybe it's the content. I mean, we talk about that. Yeah, and all of yeah. a sudden, you got, this is me. I, you have to go where uh, the thing gives you energy. The You know, that to me is, you know, if we, if we think about, you know, God as like a, you know, a, a electricity, right? That energy is like, go where that energy is. I'm that's where about, God's I talk lead. about energy all the time. Oh, man. see? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, it's follow the energy. If the thing is draining you, don't keep doing it and beating a dead horse. Mm. Like, at that point, stop and say, okay, let me reevaluate. Let me take a pause, which is another thing that we don't do. We don't I've pause done it a enough. Few times. I've done it here often, bro. I'll be like, Woo. I need to take this break. Yes. And, re- and that's something we go. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but So, that's one. If, so it's, that's, draining, if yeah. it's draining you, and you said you had another one. You had a uh, couple more. Listen to the people, the circle of people that are around you, who love you, who care about you. Is that dangerous, though, sometimes? No, here's what I because because I actually this I actually this about being dangerous. Yes, because sometimes your vision cannot be understood even around the people who are directly around you. That's exactly right. But remember, those people may not understand and see your vision, but they understand and see you. There you go. Okay, and they can tell when there's a shift in you. I got you. And listen to when somebody's saying, "Hey, something's going on. What's yeah. well, what's that about?" I, I see you going. And this here. is loved ones, y'all. Not yeah, just, not well, yeah. Just we talking about people you trust and been vetted. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, let me say this: people who have an investment in you. There you go. Who have invested time, energy, resources okay. into you? Those are the people you look. Because yeah, sometimes loved ones don't even do that. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The people invested in you, trust me, yeah. they gonna tell you okay. the truth, even when you don't really want to hear it. I got you. You know, my wife would tell me, like, you seem bored with this. Mm. That might be your son. And I'm like, dang, but I'm working so hard. And it's like, you know what? You're right. I need to step back. Figure something out. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that, man. 
Yeah, man. We just part two of manif- <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> manifestation, <laughs> manifesting, <laughs> all that good stuff, man. Yeah. Man, what's been going on, bro? What's been going on last time, man? You know, this has been a few years now since uh, last time we recorded. Right, right, um, right. Man, I had, I know, you know, we follow each other on Facebook, man. I've been seeing a few things that you've been going on, man. What's been going on? I know something major you just ended as of recently, but before that, as far as your break and, you know, everything that you did. Right. But before that, man, let's get, let's build up. What's been going on, man? How's the man. church? How's everything going? All right, so uh, since then, uh, man, I think. So I want to say this was like what 2016. Man, exactly I mean, somewhere <laughs> in that era. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so this was, was you was this before you got married that we did the podcast? No, no, no. So uh, it's definitely no. after. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was after. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 So, so for me, what's been happening is uh, went back to school, uh, got my doctorate in 2019. Um, you know, man, I gotta go back. You got me now shifting on this thing about this manifestation piece. <laughs> uh, but man, we—I think at the time when we did our the, the podcast, we were leasing the building that we're in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We recorded uh, right here. Yes, mm-hmm. and man, so we uh, since then bought the building, and 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 based on what you said, like yeah, we you know we walked around the church and claimed it and all that stuff, man, and then the. We got a loan from the the, the bank, and we mm. go to the guys do the uh, inspection, and he was like, "Man, I ain't fixing that stuff." <laughs> we was like, "Uh, what?" He's <laughs> like, "Like we can't move forward with the <laughs> with purchasing the building if you don't." He's like, "Man, I ain't doing that." And so he, well, did, he did he say why? This is what he said to me. And this is his exact words: "Was man, sometimes things just don't work out." That's what he said, and I'm like, "Man, that's jacked up." And you know, a buddy of mine said to me. How do you reconcile that? Basically, you said God said that you're supposed to have this building and this, this, that, and the other. That's kind of. And I'm like, man, you're right. So I went into <laughs> prayer about that. And then here's what really got revealed to me it was like, sometimes things can be broken but not done. Mm. And so, man, I continued to walk around and pray every day. Um, until one day, man, I came up to the building and people was working on the building. This is four months later. Okay. I walk, and, and I saw I called the owner. I'm like, hey, man, uh, I see some guys working. He was like, you know what, man? I'm going to go ahead and fix everything that's on the list. The owner of, okay. okay. The, yeah, the yeah, previous yeah, yeah, owner. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, fix yeah. everything on the list, man, so we can move forward with the sale of the building. Okay. And so, man, we, uh, you know, we go and we purchase the building at the closing. I said to him, man, what Romans 8 28 says, man, because he says sometimes things don't work out. I said, Man, Romans 8 and eight and 28 says, For we know all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and call the court. I was like, man, you didn't know it, but this had to work out. It didn't work out the way I wanted it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Right? Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. It didn't happen the way I wanted it to yeah, happen, yeah. but it happened. And so, so, so for me, man, all of that happened, man. And then a, yeah, a major thing happened. Um, Real quick before oh, you go, go there. Did I you was, find I, it? Episode 22, bro. Whoa! <laughs> 22! Bro, I'm that gonna was tell real you, early. I'm going to tell you exactly what the date was, bro. Oh. oh. I don't got the date in here. Hold on. Oh, man. I can't find the date, bro. Hold on, hold on. I'll tell you the date. It's loading up right now. Oh, man. okay. That's crazy. Yeah. 22? And, and you at 307? <laughs> that's what I'm telling you, bro. This is Jeez. That's how long ago, bro. I'm, I'm waiting for it to load up. I'll tell you the exact date. The oh. date was... Ah, uh, man, it's not showing up. What's going on? Ah, man. 
Anyway, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Yes, yeah, man. Yeah. man, you find that they let me know. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, the other major thing that happened for me was, man, um, my my dad passed in 2017. Sorry, so yeah, that was a major, major like turning point uh, in my life. And so <clears throat> I think in that that time, man, I I and you know I wrote about this in my dissertation. I was like, man, for a year I don't know where I was. Mm. I, I was. Man, I was, my attentions, and this is the thing about grief, right? And everybody grieves different and has different lengths, right, mm-hmm. of, of grief, different time spans. And so for me, man, I felt like for a year, I was just kind of in a daze. Um, I was doing the bare minimum. Okay. Uh, my wife, and so, you know, and put it in context, my wife's mom passed December, no, let me go back, November, my brother's wife uh, commit suicide. Mm. My my mother in law dies. My uh, wife's closest cousin, who was like, man, that was our girl. Mm-hmm. She died nine days later. Mm. Then my dad died three months later. So, just grief on top of grief, and man. So I went through a whole year, bro, where I was really just doing the minimum to get by. I remember I could sit in a meeting, but after about fifteen to twenty minutes, just I would be shaking. Like it's just anxiety. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, all I could do was just like preach teach i couldn't really connect with people Mm -hmm. so that was a really big turning point i think for me in my life because i had never experienced real grief Mm. not to that magnitude of losing somebody really really close to me yeah yeah. um but what it did was gave me depth i i now have this emotional capacity to connect with people who have lost loved ones when before it was kind of like ah, yeah. I got a little sympathy you know I yeah. feel bad that you feel bad yeah, yeah, but yeah, I really yeah. don't know what that feels like yeah that's interesting you say that man because my first experience with close death like you know immediate mm-hmm. was my grandfather ah. and then I haven't since then after well right after well not right after years later you know I just lost my mother you know oh, man, a year ago that. yeah man so uh, you're right you don't understand it and you don't get it until yeah. you're like, okay, you know, it's a diff- yeah. it's a different it's a different experience once you lose someone like that close. For yeah. Sure. yeah, and when you when you talk to somebody that has, it, there's a different it's, it's empathy, yeah. right? Because you know what it, yeah. you know, it's like you may not know exactly because yeah. everybody's situation is different, mm, for but sure, for sure. you're like, oh, I know that, I know mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did a lot of things to be intentional. Man, like I did counseling, I did uh, something called grief share because I was also intentional about. Making sure that I came out of this healthy, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's just an important piece. So many people, especially black people, we we don't take care of our mental health. Yeah. And so we grieve and we isolate or we start finding other ways of coping with it. And all of a sudden we, we got these new habits, we got new addictions, we got all kind of stuff yeah. that we're doing trying to cope with the loss when really what we need to do instead of running from it is run toward it. What do you think causes that? I got some, a couple theories. But. Yeah, I think some of it is stigma uh, in the culture itself, man. Like when you say counseling, man, people are like, oh, man, y'all ain't crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they immediately go to that. Like it's a negative thing. It has just this uh, negative connotation when you begin to say, and I should say, you know, probably today it's a little bit less. Yeah, it's a little bit more open today. Yeah, yeah but, counseling, but it's still there. Yeah, man. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that? And and I, I like asking. I like asking pastors these these questions. Mm-hmm. Do you think the church has a lot of responsibility of that? Because a lot of our issues was bring it to God, bring it to church, ask church pray for you, and not that right, it didn't right, work, right? But sometimes 
that simple pray for you. Yeah. Like you little you need something a little bit more deep, bro. You need someone to really, really talk to. And I think a lot of times us as a, as us as a praying people, yeah. us as a religious people, a lot of times, regardless if it's coming to the church or not, hey man, that boy just need prayer. That boy ain't crazy. Yeah. Oh, that boy just need a whooping. <laughs> I got a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Do you do you yeah. think that's kind of like sometimes let, could be responsible responsibility of, of our culture? Yeah, yeah. Let let me say this. I, and I want to answer this kind of in twofold, okay? One, people don't know what they don't know, right? Our ancestors didn't know what they didn't know. That's the first thing. Like, so, and, I'm, and, and when I say that, yeah. hold on, pause it, pause it. Okay, okay. When I say the responsibility of the church, not in a negative way, right, right, it's right. because of the what you just said. Yeah. The don't know. Because prayer has worked a lot for a lot of what we've been through and a lot of things. Right. Prayer is all we have sometimes. Right. But a lot of times, not knowing, just saying, bring them to church and pray for them yeah it's a lack of like there's other resources out here that's a little bit better for you didn't that happened with us medically right i mean medically it happened with our great great grandfathers with you you know my my grandma ah you can't tell them doctors everything you don't trust them doctors man you know they they'll do but but you keep speaking for the doctor you said i said my grandmother did that i know you can't tell them everything about it because we do that Hey, don't tell them all your business. Don't tell them all your business. You go in there and tell a lot. The doctor, the what? You can't. But, yeah, but yeah. here, but all of that is, I had to find out, is steeped in some truth. Yeah. Because, you know, the Tuskegee uh, uh, experiments. Yeah, we ain't saying it just because <laughs> right. we just made that up. Right. There's some, there's some deep, uh, there's some, like, post-traumatic stress disorder exactly. that goes right with that. Are people saying that It ain't just cause We just made it up You know yeah. what I'm saying Yeah 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 So that, that kind of stuff but Like grandma You ain't gotta do that today <laughs> Right come on What you doing They got some technology they That can help them Boy you, you know it's funny Cause I was talking to A cousin of mine She's older And she's like Her mom had an aneurysm um, So probably 50 years ago And man She was almost a vegetable Right mm-hmm. I mean The rest of her life right. When My wife's mom Had an aneurysm Maybe in 2017 the technology was different. Way different, bro. You know, so... I tore my knee in 96, and the, oh, the yeah. type of surgery I had in 96, it took me seven months of therapy. They get you back in three months now. Wow. Ain't that crazy, bro? The, wow. That technology's advanced from seven months <laughs> of barely... I'm still limping. Back. <laughs> <laughs> now they get you back fully running. You, you know, couldn't so. go to your left. No, nah, you can't. Ah, that's right. I'm playing, y'all. I'm just playing. <laughs> hey, I could go to my left because he was hacking me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that's the first thing. The second the second thing for, for me is um, when you talk about the responsibility of the church, I'd say yes. Mm-hmm. Because now we do know better. Mm. And so this generation, um, and I need to say this. I'm going to back up quickly. Even though we didn't believe in professionals, we did have, and and I'm going back to old school church where it was community. And so maybe you didn't have a therapist, but you you had that deacon. You had that mother of the church mm-hmm. who was sitting and, and sit with people and talk with them, man, and let them Because talk. old school church would, and you're right. So you would go to the necessary people who would be the able to say. The sage of that, right. Yeah, and they could say, Pastor John, or uh, Brother Johnson has gone through that. Yes. Let me, let me hook you up with him. Yes. Sure. And all of a sudden, somebody starts mentoring yeah. that person and listening to that person. So yeah, it was yeah, an yeah, informal yeah. way 
it, but the church, the how churches run the day on the most part is is so corporate, and people just come in for worship, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go back to their own communities, yeah. and so the community aspect of church gone. is gone yeah. in a lot of aspects. So, so you don't get some of that communal thing that would happen yeah. when we were tribes and in when, Africa, and you lost resources because of yeah, that, and you lost resources. Yeah. Man, that's man. Listen, I I could speak all day about resources, um, but I think it is so important. As you said, the church today, though, mm-hmm. we've got to handle different and say, hey, um, one, this is my heart speaking. My heart says that churches need to come together, especially as black, pull our resources mm-hmm. to, to create our own mental health centers. For sure. Right. Where people can come and get. And now I'm of one that says I don't believe that you should get it for free. And I'm going to tell you why I think everybody should have a little bit of something in the game. Yeah. Um, because people then take it serious yeah. when they got to pay a little bit of something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I think we now, the church has the responsibility because we know better. And to encourage yeah. people to, get, to go see a counselor. There we go. Okay. Yeah, man, I'll, I, I like asking, you know, just like, um, you know, Heads of institutions that may be of religion, right? Of right. Since I, I like asking them kind of questions, not not only be, not to put the pressure, but to even may say, "Hey, no, this is how we think today, and this is how we should be thinking." You yeah. know what I mean? Because in fairness, I can't just automatically think that all religious institutes think the same or are yeah. the same because yeah. y'all might have here at your at you be like, "No, here at my church, we do have." A resource center that allows you right. to go here and there. You know what I mean? So yeah, and we have numbers that you call. We got yeah. uh, other mental health resources For, we're connected to, and that's to. the responsibility that you do right. now. But I just think historically, the church has been because of maybe the lack of understanding or the lack of knowing. But it was bring your problems to church. I remember, bro. I remember like yesterday, man. We'd be in, we'd be in. I used to, I used to, man. I was in church. I was going to prayer meeting. I was mm-hmm. going to Bible study, and prayer meeting was on Wednesdays. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you remember? I don't know if I don't. I'm sure every black church used to do this. You come to you come to prayer meeting. Uh huh. They have time for you to be able to give your testimony. Mm, boy, and that was and that was a nosy session, boy. Oh yeah, because <laughs> some people stood up and tell they hold be like, "Whoa, like, my husband cheated much. on me. He got the babe, got the lady pregnant." Da, 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 da. I need y'all to pray for me. <laughs> like, like, this Dude. is <laughs> <laughs> But at that time, man, that was your resource of therapy, and then people would come around, and you would get a group of people, and then y'all would have prayer meeting at right, the end. Right. You know, the pastor would do a little piece, his little his sermon, or talk about something, and then at the end, you would get in groups and pray. And you know what? And I need to add to what you're saying, too, um, about the mental health piece and counseling, because I also believe. And this is me and just been around counseling. I have a I do have like a psychology minor and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've studied, you know, in, in seminary. But I, counseling to me is, in a sense, really just also catching up culturally with us, because, mm-hmm. you, again, there is there has to be cultural sensitivity there are things in our culture that 
we know because we're in the culture that yes. if you're not in the culture, you will completely miss the I signs. Know, absolutely. And you need somebody who understands that or they can't give you the counseling you need. And, Rick, I'm going to be honest, man. I talk about this on the show. I've talked about it a few times. A lot of people think that therapy, counseling, they have this one definition of what it is. And yeah. I always tell, I always say therapy, counseling does not have to be you laying on a couch with a white man with a pamphlet <laughs> talking to that. you. It does not have to be that, man. No. It can be other forms of it. It yeah. can be what, what they did back in the day. Hey, man, um, man, I, you know what, man? You told me something that you're going through, man. I got a brother that I can call right now. Right. Boom. That could be a sense of therapy. It ain't got to be no yeah. one with an education. It ain't got to be no That's one right. with a master's. It can be someone who's gone through what you've gone through yeah. and that can say, hey, this is how you deal with it or this is how you can deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's, you know, uh, so so let me go back to this like you saying the counseling is shifting from this idea of oh we just want you to have an aha moment to let's talk about solutions yeah. because to me what you're talking about is is people sharing their testimony people sharing stuff hey this is how I got over this not just I got over it <laughs> yeah. but here let me tell you some steps that yeah, I took man. that hey you may take some of them and, and twist it and you know do your tweak it do your own thing yeah. uh, but it ain't just Oh man, I'm gonna listen to what you have to say, and then I'm gonna say, "Well, why did you think that happened?" (laughs) Exactly. He'd be like, "Oh, because my daddy beat me." Good job. Like, okay, where I go from here? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I'm telling you, who gave, who's ever given me the best financial advice ever in life? Uh huh. He ain't a millionaire. He's a thousandaire. Yeah. He ain't no top tier investor. Mm. He ain't no. He don't have no degree in. In anything yeah. that has anything to do with money, right? But through his experiences, he's given me some of the best financial wow. advice in his in my life. Oh, wow. my father, mm. man, he give me like it'd be small things. I'd be like, dang. And oh, I wow. just took those things, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And he gave it to me when I became an adult, and it was because the turmoil he went through financially. <laughs> you know hey man, I, I mean, the like, best ah, lessons yeah. is, is the failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, man. But man, you told me something, man. We wrapped yesterday, man, and I wanted to talk about something, man. Um, well, first, how's the church doing? How's you know? Where's that at? Get, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually interesting to ask that because I've been on sabbatical for three months. That's so I want to go next. I yeah, yeah. So today. I've been. Uh, so actually, what happened was. 2018, man, I, I wrote a grant uh, to the, uh, it's called a Clergy Renewal Grant that's funded by Eli Lilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and man, so they give out a certain number of grants um, every every year, and you get $50,000 to take a sabbatical for three months. Mm. Um, so I was awarded that grant 2019. I was supposed to take my sabbatical in 2020, but of course the pandemic, and then 21, it was still bad. So, you know, by the time I got to 22, I was burnt out. Man, how do you do, because I wanted to ask you questions yesterday. I was like, I'll save it for the pod. Yeah. Okay, taking a sabbatical, you said you, and because I want to talk about why. Right. You right. know, before, before I get to that, though, because your why can be, conversation for more we talk about right right but when you prepare for that and again we'll go to the why but how does your congregation and how does your members and how do the people that you're leading i mean 
I always wonder that because pastors do it often, right? Like not maybe as long as three months, oh, oh. <laughs> but maybe like a month, and they and they may be gone, and they have guest pastors come in for four Sundays, and I get that because it's like, hey, they prepared it. Hey, we're gonna do this. And he does it every year, so we get it. He's right, gonna right. our pastor need a break. Right. But three months. How do you? What conversations do you have with your congregations to yeah. any of the you know any of your uh, anybody that you lead in the in the church? Yeah. Man, how does that? How do you? How what the, how is that? The how, good thing do they for not lose confidence or you know. Well, I think it's it's just like anything, man, communication. And you over-communicate, you talk about the why, you talk about how important it is. Um, and so the good thing for us, when I, when I put in the application, I began then to start to talk to okay. the congregation. Okay. So that was 2018. So literally, that's four years ago uh, that, you know, so for four years, I'm talking to them about okay. the importance of Sabbath, right? And it's not just for myself, but like just teaching the importance of rest for everybody. And if God creates the earth for six days and the seventh day, he rests, which, you know, it's like that's the model we should actually be following. Gotcha. And so it was teaching about how important rest is for everybody, not just for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think people will say, OK, you know what? I get that. Did you fear losing members? Did you fear losing or did you fear like the direction of the church may be going some after three months? Did you fear? I mean, I guess I shouldn't say fear because I'm sure you prayed on taking this journey. But was it a concern? Oh, no, it was fear. <laughs> oh, you feared it too? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to be straight I, up. I didn't want to put fear. No, 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 no. no. It was Let me use a better word, concern, but you straight oh, no, up fear. No, no, no. Straight up, straight up scared to death. Uh, <laughs> I, try to, I try to clean it up and say concern. Hey, man, listen. I, we know this about our people. Like, you know, it's like. You know, I remember. I remember at the last church I was at, but if they he had two services, if they found out that the pastor wasn't at the eight eight, eight o'clock service, on, they won't go show it to the man, 11. bro. We do that. That's what. That's what I asked. That's why I'm asking. Hey, this. like when I'm gone, or they'd be like, "Who preaching? Oh, Who preaching? Oh, no, no, you know what we do worse. What's that? What's that? Who's singing this Sunday? Who's singing this Sunday? <laughs> you be like, oh, the senior choir? Oh, nah, we ain't I, oh the kids that. singing? Nah, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's so you got that kind of culture that happens in, in black church, man, where, you know, people get fixated on figures. Yeah. You know, instead of on God. Like, on, you know, so at the end of the day, it don't matter who. People who's have there. raw, hardcore argument almost to the blows. Yeah. My pastor better than your pastor. And that's just 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 silly. Like it's gang. I, I, I mean, we come from a city where there's probably ten churches in a right, right, right small black community. Yeah, and it is a competition of what church is best. You better believe it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. yeah, that's I, a whole other story. But, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me that you know you're right that that fear creeped in, and at that moment, man, I had to just trust God and say, you know what? Because here's I've said this from the beginning. I try to teach this like it's not my church. Period point blank man I'm God called me here To be a shepherd And and it's a shepherd For a season Like at any point In given time Man he could call me away I could die And So for me it was Teaching also our people Like man this is God's church And so God is the one Who is in control And if I If I'm too scared to leave It's because I think I'm in control I wonder how many pastors that you could ask that to right now and say that and really mean it. Man, listen, you said something that I, you said, oh, it's pretty common that people pass the leave for a month. That's not common. See, I've always seen that, man. I've always and seen them take a take vacation. Yeah. So think about this. How many churches was that at? About two or three? Man, you might be right. 
Look, your focus group. I could say, I could say, I guess I could say the last. Okay. Damn. It's not normal. You're right. I know pastors, and the only time I've I've seen, you know what, you you might be right, bro, because the times that they did take off during the pastors' anniversary month, they still were there. That's not taking off. Like if you but, take but, off, but my last and church, leave, I have seen. Okay. Or current. Yeah, yeah, like last pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did. He was like he let them know. Hey, listen, in July, me and my family going, and we going to the beach. Don't call me. I'll pray for y'all. Pray for me. This is the past on the first Sunday, second Sunday. Yeah. Say, you know, he prepared like that. But that that was a precedent that was set. Yeah. Only because I know the pastor it previous did that. could leave for three months. See, so I, that I was know a, that part. I know. Oh, yeah. He would leave for three months. Literally every year. And so that precedent was set where people were like, oh, that's common. I knew that. Okay. okay. But at most churches, they, most black churches, for a pastor to be gone more than two weeks is an anomaly. Hmm. Okay. I know pastors, right. man, yeah. who they feel guilty after one week of being gone. Dang. And and like you said, you not preaching but being there is not being off. Like you yeah. don't go to your job. If you off, you don't go show up at your job and be like, Oh, I'm off today. But I'm chilling. I'm watching everybody hey, else. Bro, that, that church that day, <laughs> my job to kiss the baby. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Yeah, man. But let's talk about the why, man, because yeah. I, I like how you said you prepared them for, it seemed like years, you yeah. know what I mean? And it wasn't only for you, it was for them, and it's just right. kind of put down the understanding of rest. And, man, real quick before we go that, man, I talked about something with the manifestation, and I talk about men not quitting and taking, you gave me something about the word quit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was kind so, of good. So if you do an etymological study, and that's a, I know it's a big word, <laughs> etymology just the study yeah. of a word like where it originated and what was the original meaning um the word quit when you look it up it means rest like it means stuff like peace mm. right it means to like get away uh and so ultimately during the uh industrial age where all of a sudden people started needing all of these grows masses of people to work to employ at factories and things like that they took that word and um, what I call they defiled the meaning. Yeah. So they made it a negative connotation that now means um, uh, has it means you're bad. It means that yeah, you gave up. Don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. now I'm, I'm reclaiming the definition nah, you of go, quit. Be by yourself with to that me, I'm, it's rest. <laughs> be like you quit, man. Ah, oh, you done. <laughs> be like you quit. You be like, oh yeah, man. I had to rest. I had to rest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, you quit. You out here. We replaced you, bro. <laughs> we replaced you. And you ain't getting no unemployment. <laughs> and you ain't getting no unemployment. <laughs> but man, yeah, man. So let's talk about um, uh, the why, the yeah. sabbatical, and we're gonna tap into the book and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The why for me was. Um, several things. I I think I must begin with. Um, I knew I was getting to my end. What I mean by by that meaning is, I had begun to become overwhelmed with the work. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning just everything. Yeah, with with everything. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm sure just like. A lot of jobs, but the the job that I'd say that's different about the church, like being a pastor, is is soul work. Mm-hmm. Like it 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 takes you pouring out your soul 
every week, not just on Sunday, because people just see Sunday. Yeah. But I'm talking about during the week where you're dealing with people who have dying loved ones. You're dealing with people who are in the hospital. You're dealing with people who have, you know, whatever's going on with their kids. You're like, you're dealing with people's worst moments of their lives. Yeah, because it's the hospital. It's the hospital. And so after a while, man, that stuff, man, it, it, it infects you. If you, you don't take enough time away from it, man, it consumes you. And so you think about, like, I was a, a chaplain for a while. when you And I was working, like, you know, with palliative care. That means, you know, people are at the end of their life, hospice. Yeah. Like, at some point, man, that death is just everywhere. Yeah, You can't man. escape it. And so It's funny you say that, man, mm-hmm. because the type of job, my, being a firefighter, yes. going on medical runs, man, I do feel uh, a numbness that comes over me and I talked about this maybe a few episodes ago or mm-hmm. whenever I had to take a break and like I was driving home on 37 yeah and it just hit me man like this is not normal yes to feel numb to a person laying there dead dead and I just I just learned we've learned how to do it and it just hit me like that ain't normal it's compartmentalizing. Man, bro, I done seen a lot of dead people and I just been like, yeah, what's for dinner, y'all? Yeah, yeah, you having normal conversation around a situation that would literally destroy most people's psyche. Oh, bro, I, I, I tell some people, like, man, I've seen, like, have you seen bad things? People, that's the first thing they ask me. See yeah, this. yeah. A firefighter, I'd be like, yeah, man, I have, you know what I mean? But I'm like, some of the things I saw this morning, it would turn you crazy. A dead you, person You would with, be stressed out Couldn't sleep <laughs> Yeah You know what I'm saying it'd Crying It would be a horror movie for yeah. you You know what I'm saying Yeah <laughs> Yeah but go ahead I'm sorry No no you But that's the That's a perfect example My my One of my best friends Aaron Thomas He he just got uh, Promoted to chief here um, uh, In Indianapolis okay. Fire department And so He talks about the same thing And, and here is my Here is Where I didn't want to Get to right That I found myself Getting to that place Is to me, when you become numb, you are no longer also sensitive and you can no longer express empathy where hurting people need it. Mm. You like, you know, like you said, like with the um, fire department, like you come in and then, you know, you do your job and you leave. Yeah, because we give, we spend time, for example, I, I give you an example based off kind of, I feel yeah, like you're yeah. going with this. All right, we get the call, we get there. We walk into the room and if this person has been deceased for let's say we saw him yesterday right and we came here this morning and he's gone yeah he didn't wake up when we got here that means he could have probably passed away at 12 right so we get there right and we do our initial assessment and do cold hard and they're dead yeah from that from that moment we say we got to give a, a quick conversation to the people and say uh, our our captain usually does it and be like, excuse me, ma'am, um, just want to let you know he's no longer here with us. Give a quick right. sympathy. Right. And then be like, all right, we radio to whoever we need. The coroner's going to come, whatever. Yeah. The person's not too big. They let us get on out of here. And we do. Bro, that's a matter of 15, maybe 20 minutes. Right. You, <laughs> you got twenty four seven. I come in. I come in after that. Well, even with that, <laughs> even without death, you just got twenty four seven of yeah. a congregation pouring that on you. Yeah, Man, I get it, bro. Right, and like you said, it's it's compound because it ain't like you know you might. Uh, um, I put it like this. Maybe this might help. Like you know, when you do runs, you're like you might. Let's just say a week, you got 
if on a high end, Come 30, on, 40 runs, whatever, and, and, that may or may, that's 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 probably, you give, it, give or take. Yeah, give or take. And all them ain't dead people. And all them ain't dead people, right? And so, but when you leave, you left. Like, we that's gone, it. Bro. We you on to the next feet. thing. Yeah, we don't even have to check back up with the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ain't nothing. You got to check back in, make sure they good. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, me, I have to deal with, like, we had a member whose husband died, man. I love that dude, man. Um, Ernest Gilbert, I love that dude. Man, he had, in the time he was here, in like, no matter, spanning like four years, man, this dude had probably 15 surgeries. And I was like at every surgery, mm, praying for him. Invested, invested right? Yeah. When he dies, like, I don't used to just get up, preach the funeral, and that's it. Every time I see her, I got to call, I got to check. I mean, this, and that's just one yeah. person. And now when you think of a whole congregation, yeah. man, it would be, it became a weight I was carrying that had finally started to cause me to bend. And I was afraid of breaking. Okay. Yeah. And that was, and three months. Three months. Three, and I totally disconnected. I mean, what? Man, let me tell you something. One of the things I did that not necessarily anybody told me I need to do. I just felt led. Mm-hmm. I, I actually brought in an interim pastor who was from the outside. Okay. Who could come in? Who had fresh pair of eyes? You know that kind of stuff, man. Um, and and who I already knew knew leadership. He was a, he he was a former pastor, so he knew how to you know to okay. be here for the people. I got you. I got you. And man, so for three months, I could relax because I knew it was going to be it's okay. In safe hands. Yeah, man. That's cool. That's dope. So over that three months, man, what 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 you do, man? <laughs> Ride my motorcycle. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Did you, feel, did you feel guilty at all one day? I did. I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, I felt guilty at about six to eight weeks because everybody else around me was going to work. All my uh, I have like you know friends in ministry, and they was just talking about stuff in ministry, and I was like, oh, I don't have that problem right now, yeah. you know. And I started feeling guilty, like. Hey, I guess I well, am I not doing Did my job. Did you come back at all? No. Over the three months, never touched the camera, came back through the door. Man, I didn't even look at the broadcast. Okay. Like I didn't. Yeah, it probably was healthier for you. Not oh to. man, yeah. I had to, man. Yeah, yeah. I had otherwise I would have start. Like, oh man, what is that? Did that? Did that? You know? Why did you do that? You start critiquing. Yeah, the like, critiquing. Yeah. You're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so right, yeah, no, right, I totally right. man rode my motorcycle, man, which is my wind therapy. Went to uh, Lake George, New York, on a motorcycle. Went to Cleveland. I uh, went to uh, Dayton. I did also, uh, my wife and I traveled. We traveled with our daughters because my wife and daughters also took a sabbatical Yeah, from I was going to say they would have to. Yeah, yeah they, they had to. to. So, um, so yeah, we and we she traveled. would bring home the energy, good or bad. Oh, and I told them, don't talk to her <laughs> yeah. or yeah. my kids. Don't say yeah, nothing to no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I could be able to tell. For sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. So, man, um, you talked about something you did uh, during that, and then we're going to get to the book. Okay. Um, you said you, you did something that was very interesting to me when you told me yesterday. You said you did a, a, a silent retreat. Man, yeah, man, that was that was powerful. So a silent retreat, uh, I got a friend of mine. Man, so many things were, so many things were revealed. I, I, I try to not dump everything. But so the silent retreat, basically, it's it was four days. Um, my phone is off. Um, no, no electronics except for my laptop because I was writing down all the stuff, my ideas and right. things like that. Um, and man, no TV, nothing, no music. I didn't even listen to music. Okay. And so all I did was, at, this, was this a group of people? It was just me. Okay, okay, okay. And I have a friend of mine who has a um, 
who has like a cabin, uh, southern Indiana, mm-hmm. and you know a bunch of acres of land, and so it's just me out there. Okay. Yeah. So I, all day, man, all I did was eat, uh, pray, meditate. I read the Bible and then I read my own book okay. and then um, rinse, repeat. Dang. And I slept when I wanted to sleep. When yeah. I felt sleepy, I slept. And man, I, I'm yeah. telling you, it was so refreshing. And yeah. at first, everybody tell it's like, I don't know if I can do. Yeah. And and now what I will say is, I've had some practice leading up. Mm-hmm. So for the last probably five years. I get away at least twice a year okay. um, for about three to four days. Either I'll go to my friend's place or I'll just go to a hotel um, and just decompress from everything. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was not completely foreign. Yeah. I uh, mean, you know, I do that. I do that once a year. I, mm. get, I get off social media Yeah. for a full month. Okay. And I mean, I delete the apps. I delete because you know social media consumes a lot of our lives. I mean, regardless if it's communication, regardless right. if it's boredom, regardless if it's marketing, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah. Man, that's kind of like our new TV. You know what I'm saying? Like Jesus. a lot of times, people be like, I don't even watch TV that much. But your social media becomes a way of information. But man, I gave I give it up 30 days. Man, I do it once a year. And man, it's such first couple, maybe a week. <laughs> right. Is tough. You, you keep like, going oh, back to your phone. Withdrawal. <laughs> But, bro, right. man, it's such a relief after it you is. just be like, ah, man, you don't even really, after the four weeks, you're like, ah, I, last time I took like a whole extra week because I was like, wow. I didn't even want to, man. I'm yeah. like, man, it just feel good not knowing what's going on. <laughs> you know man, what I'm our brains are not actually wired for social media. Yeah, so there are yet. statistics on this. Uh, for sure. For because sure. you're not wired to receive that much information about people's lives I'm talking about like, and and, and I've, I need to just say this: there is a piece of us that, whether we admit it or not, where we feel a, a little bit of competition, <laughs> a little bit of comparison between them, what they doing, how they live in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, am I doing anything? Do I need to be doing yeah, more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's natural. Yeah, it's natural because a lot of times, it's even even if we don't even call it, take away the word competition. Yeah, motivation. Motivation. You can have be oversaturated yeah. and overwhelmed with motivation. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I know I was watching some people and I was like, man, based on what they doing and how many times they post, like I ain't doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am out here. But, I, but I have been able to say now yeah. when I look at someone doing that, man, that ain't real. I go, there it I, is. I say now I may be just a little bit more. I'm, I be looking like, man, that ain't real, and, and, and lose on, motivation. <laughs> you, you know what? Now you and I play sports, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you played in college too. You played. Nah, in nah. I, I oh. remember I tore my knee in '96. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. when I was. Right. Going, I was. I had scholarships lined up for football. Now, now did you? You graduated in '96. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you were a year before me. Yeah, okay, yeah, so, but you do know about highlight tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Marion didn't have them, bro. That's one of the things that I wish that, yeah, bro. That's one of the things that I wish that um, I was saying, like, if I ever was like, if Zach was just like, hey, man, give me an idea of what you could do with spend some of this money for Marion High School. I'd be like, invest in the TCOM or technology program to where it can have these kids leave with a highlight tape, regardless if it's for them to get to college or regardless for them to have for the rest of the year. Bro, I I I got a VCR tape, bro. Um, we was in Anderson playing. Okay. Um, and the news was there. Mm. And I got a steal. 
and I, I got half court. I crossed this dude over. I went to the cup and I passed it to Jody like a no look pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had it on the. I still have that VH, what? and they had it on on the news. You know what I'm saying? I was like Jody I, uh, McCain. McCain, that's my yeah, cousin. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. and I, I passed it to Mac. I threw him a dime, <laughs> and he went up and banged it. That was like, ah, and I was, I still have oh, that to this day. Wow. But that you was that had was, more of that. That was on channel thirteen or whatever the news is, and that's the only way I had that, bro. But again, man, yeah. yeah. But go ahead, go to the highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The highlights, right? The idea is, oftentimes we're comparing our worst moments to other people's highlights, and what I know about highlights is. Man, they only show you the best stuff. They don't show you the oh, plays man. you messed up. Oh, you don't sit to no college and stuff where you fumbled or you, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You, you try to cross over, you got stole the ball stolen. Hey, so check it out. <laughs> Listen, I was on the bench before uh-huh. I got in the game. Because <laughs> check it out. What? I think I like. I did. I think I did something because you know Anderson and Marion is a rival. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think I had did something, and Coach pulled me. He got on me. Da, 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 da. I'm sitting on the bench, and we had like maybe how much every time? Like he's like, hey, he told me to check back in. Uh-huh. So before that, like you said, I turned the ball over. Mm. I get back in the game. Yeah. I get a steal, and I make a nice pass to Jody, and that's the highlight. But you before, on channel 13. Come on, G. And before that, I had, I had, to, yeah. I had a turnover. You feel me? So you're right, bro. And that's, they don't show, and I that's, literally just had got off the bench right, right when I made that steal. Wow. See, and that's a, like we have to get to that place where we realize – and this is people's highlight. Like literally, they don't show us when they're, uh, like you said, doing turnovers when they marry. Because I watch all these couples and these couples is like, oh, like they just so they don't show all them arguments and all that stuff that they they wasn't talking to each other right before they, they didn't press show him leave the toilet seat up. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? This. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I stopped looking at that stuff and putting any meaning for into sure, that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, it's funny. I, I, nowadays, I look. I be, I be looking at the stuff to be like, man, that's fake. I be looking at the setup. I'm be like, hold on, you don't never just automatically, da, 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 you know what I mean? So, man. But yeah, man, man. But let's get to the book, man. We, you know, I want, I want to yes, talk sir, about some the things we're fighting for. Yeah, man. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the beginning of it and uh, your thought process and your journey with writing this book. I know we talked yesterday, and. Uh, Yesterday we, you know, we had, uh, you know, detail, but not quite detail because I know we we're gonna talk right, today. Right. But just as much as you want, man. Like, tell about the book, how it started, where it began, and what it's about. Cool. So uh, the book is "Some Things Are Worth Fighting For." It's my personal story of um, forgiveness and reconciliation with my biological uh, dad after years of, you know, ab- abuse, disappointment, betrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I go on this journey, man, and and the journey. Um, The book starts with, you know, probably about five or six years old um, and really up to the point where my my dad passes. And so um, the crux of it is really trying to explain the impact Mm -hmm. that not having my dad around had on me and how it impacted all my other relationships. Mm. Um, And so I found myself, uh, my mom and dad married each other and divorced each other three times. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Try Somebody that, said, oh, that. man, that's a crazy love. No, they just crazy. They tried that thing three times. <laughs> three <laughs> times, brother. Uh, and this is all in the course of, um, of like, 10 or 11 years. Mm. Uh, so, man, my, my the final divorce, and my, my dad, man, he was a pastor. Mm. He um, really struggled, man. What's the name of the church, man? What was that? Uh, Holy Temple. Uh, I don't know if you know he uh, he was a uh, Church of God in Christ, okay, um, okay. 
but he 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 really struggled, man. With, and Mary, his church is in Mary. Yeah, it was in yeah, Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. He really struggled, man, with just kind of infidelity, um, and that kind of stuff, man. And so, you know, that's kind of what broke them up. And then also, he uh, was very abusive to my mom. Mm. Um, and so I was sharing with somebody, man. I've I've seen stuff uh, that really should have messed me up even more. Like I don't, I, I people who find out, like, man, how are you not messed up more? Like, you know, I saw. Uh, my dad pushed my mom down the steps. Mm. You know, I, I was we was coming home from church one day, and my dad, I was in the middle in the front seat. My mom and dad arguing across from me. He reaches up while he's driving, opens the door, and pushes her out the car mm. while we're driving. Mm. Like, that kind of stuff, man, to, to a little kid, man, messes you up. Yeah. And I talk, one of the chapters is called He Took Away My Childhood. Uh, about 10 years old. He's beating my mom up, man, has her arm behind her back, jacking up, like, trying to break it. And me and my sister decide we're going to get a knife because we're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, at 10 years old, you should never have to think about killing your father. Right, right, right. Um, you know, and I'm thinking I got to protect my mom because the person who's supposed to be protecting all of us, mm-hmm. he can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, man, that, that night really changed my life, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, changed, it changed my life, man. And Did you ever look at your father as super, Superman, like a superhero? I got a whole chapter that says the uh, uh, when I started, I went from looking at my dad as a hero to a monster. Mm. The day and it's, it's actually entitled "The Day My uh, Hero Became a Monster." Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's what it was because uh, before mm. that, man, my dad was my hero, like most people's dads, and yeah. he couldn't do no wrong, man. I remember he would just he would preach, man. He'd be walking the aisles. He put his hand on the. Uh, on the the pew, yeah. what I was on, man, I would just touch his hand, man. I just, I just everything about him, I yeah. loved, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's interesting, man, because I never, I never looked at my dad as a superhero mm. um, into adulthood. Oh, really? Yeah, and not in this unrealistic Superman. Yes, yeah, kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. because kids think that, right? And we, yeah. and we love that. My son probably thought I would strong, could lift a house. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And. Um, and of course, reality comes in when you start seeing realistic things. You start seeing right, mistakes, right. and you still learn in that. You still can of think course. your dad's a superhero because your dad will do everything you can. Right. But I didn't see that until college. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like what you, yeah. in your story, kind of like your dad became your best friend. And yeah. We can talk about yeah. that. But I have a similar story. Not 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 similar to yours, but yeah. my dad became my best friend later in life. Ah. Now, were yeah. you in the home with your dad? Nah, 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 man. It really wasn't. Okay. My dad wasn't like it was a. It wasn't like it was a bad relationship. He was always around, but my father just was uh, going through what he was going through, yeah. along with yeah. my mom putting him down. Sometimes he comes there. He wasn't there like I think he could have been. Cause I, okay. I, bro, I played sports. My man, you know, I was in every season, yeah, yeah, all star, yeah. everything. Yeah, and he never was at the games. I, I never That's... had anyone at the games, bro. My mom wasn't there because she was working in drugs. Wow. And then, like, man, coach picked me up, man. Every time I played a sport, a coach is picking me up and dropping me off because I was decent enough to where they'd be like, yeah, I'll come get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll take him. Yeah, sure. The game's out of town. I'll pick him up. You yeah. know what I mean? I was that kid. You know what I mean? So, Dang, man. But anyway, we became good later in life. Yeah. So that's why I asked, has he always No, been? and that's, that's kind of similar to me. Like, what's, you know, my dad. Didn't show up to uh, you know sporting events, yeah, man. Like yeah. like man, I remember my my seventh grade year. So him and my mom split up. I start to wrestle. Yeah. At uh, McCullough Middle School. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, know yeah, McCullough. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so man, my dad, 
was a phenomenal wrestler. Mm. Like, my dad, junior year, was, like, undefeated until he just quit, right? And so my dad, I'm telling my dad I'm wrestling. He's like, man, I'm going to teach you stuff. I'm like, oh, man. And my dad had, like, the the pin, the fastest pin record. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, dad. And so he would never show up, man. So my mom, my mom wrestled with me. And so, man, it wasn't until one day I slammed her hard. She was like, okay, you ready. <laughs> you get too strong. <laughs> But, uh, but I, I mean, that was a, that's what happened throughout, you know, my whole career of just like uh, playing sports, you know, through middle school, high school, and uh, I remember, I never forget, man. I'm telling my dad, I made, I made varsity uh, wrestling team as a freshman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I want you to come see me. Yeah. You ain't seen me. He don't show up, man. Sophomore year, I make, um, I, 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 you know, I'm getting ready to play varsity for football. Like that, come come see me, man. Come see me. Yeah. You know, junior year, um, man, I I ball football. <laughs> yeah. I'm in I'm in wrestling and I'm undefeated in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I'm like literally, I'm whooping boys left and right, putting on clinics. Yeah. I, I'm like, Dad, you need to come. I'm undefeated. My dad shows up, first wrestling me. It's an eight way tournament. I mean, I'm smashing boys. I'm a little too excited. I'm and I'm pinning this guy. I got him in a pinning combination, man. He ain't going nowhere, but he's bridging hard, bridging hard. Yeah. Man, I hit him. I slammed him to the ground like he's on his neck. Uh-huh. And man, I heard a pop. He screams out. Referees breaks it up, man. They bring out the stretcher. Ambulance come. It's my first loss. All I could think of, dang, I failed my dad. Yeah. Cause I thought this is the reason my dad was here, right? And I'm crying, man. Dad's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And here's what messes me up, man. My dad never comes to another wrestling meet. And so senior year, man, I lose, I lose my love for wrestling because yeah. I feel like that's not going to get my dad here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Damn. it, yeah. And yeah. you know what, man? You just said something that made me think, bro. Like, on the court and on the field, I was good. And... um Baseball, basketball, football. Yeah. <clears throat> but I was good, right? Mm-hmm. And I, let's talk about my dad. Uh, I never asked him to come. Mm. Never. Why you and think I, that is? I don't know. I think in because as a child, and I got a lot of a lot of feedback from my mom because, you know, dad ain't paying it. He's paying child support my whole life. But. If it was time for something else to happen, she'll put, you know, how, you know, bitter yeah. moms do because yeah. whatever, whatever. And I, I, I call it bitter, but you know, I went in that relationship, right. but right. I caught one side of it for yes. years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So anyway, my perception was that. And then I think it was just an expectation. I'm thinking me telling him, asking him, mm. can you come to this game? And I think what happened was a lot of confidence that other kids had in sports for sports was because they had outside support. Yeah. The the anytime I had insecurity or if I had some lack of confidence in a sport is yeah. because I didn't have someone pulling me up outside this coach that's like, hey, if you don't mm. perform for me, get on the bench. But I needed mm. that outside support and maybe I would have went to even further, further, further you know what I mean? Right, but right. I just think of myself by like I, you just said when you said you kept asking, kept asking him. I never asked him, mm-hmm. and I think maybe the fear of asking him because he wouldn't come, right. or like right. it was just an expectation. Bro, I'm your son. You're supposed to be here, dog. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? I knew when my mom wasn't there. Yeah. You know, working, 
the battle of drugs and right, just right, all that right. kind of stuff, man. So a lot of times I didn't want her to come because I'm like, you know how Marion yep, is. Yep, yep. You got a you got a parent <laughs> on crack. Everybody, that's You're a joke. Like, oh, in the oh. '90s, that was a joke. Yo, mama a crackhead. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. that's the joke. That was a joke in the '90s, and I'm like, I don't oh, want her wow. to come anyway. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, she gonna embarrass me, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So um, wow. But so, anyway, you said that, man. I I I want. I'm like, I never I never just been like, hey man, come to my game. Cause it's, but it's, I mean, ultimately it's the, it's the same thing. Like it's fear, like the fear of, man, I don't want to be rejected. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I just, all these years, maybe if I ask him that one time and he'd have showed up every single time. Yeah, not making an excuse because, bro, you knew yeah, I was yeah, playing. Right, right, right. I'm right, in the papers. Right, right, Everybody right, knows. Exactly. Right. When I was real little, he coached me at the club, at the boys' club. I was his. He was my coach on the on the in the summer oh, league. Oh wow! But after that, man, you know, he wasn't. I, can I tell you something though? And and, and 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 maybe this will bring some 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 light. I I would love for to hear a conversation if you've had what you have with your dad about why he did. Why didn't? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's I, I know I, f- I know part of it though. Okay, okay. I know part of it because. Of whatever he was battling through, his his maturity and becoming who he who he had to become as a mature man, because just because you a certain age and you an adult, right. whatever the things you battle, regardless if it was the women, regardless if it was dealing with financial stuff, yeah. whatever it was, I knew those are the things that after I became older, I start seeing. Oh, that's why, that's why, I, that's I, why. Not why he didn't yeah. come to the game, but I saw. Some of the things that may have been causing him not to be the father that I needed. I'm gonna invite you to have the conversation with him. I think you're gonna get a different take. Maybe, maybe. or at least an addition to. Maybe, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and the only reason I say it is because I had that conversation with my dad. And then, okay, let's yeah, let's stick back yeah. to you, bro, because there is something I wanted to ask at the mm-hmm. en- at the end of all of this, and and maybe you won't answer it. So. Um, the book got created, you know, it was just their lifelong journey of like, because you told me 13 years of. Yeah, so yeah, by the time I'm like 30, I'm like 23. No, yeah, 23 uh, is when I decided that I was going to pursue this relationship with my dad no matter what. Yeah. 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 And tell us about that book. So, uh, man, like I said, man, just years of other disappointment. I, I probably should mention, because I try to give context because. You know, I don't want people to think, ah, okay, it was just a light thing and you was able to, like, I had to really, really dig deep to overcome some stuff. Like, my dad stole my scholarship money. Mm. Yeah, like, and then lied about it. Like, so his job gave me a scholarship money every year. Money make people do some ugly things, though, bro. Man, my senior year, we got an apartment. That money is to pay my apartment, and so... Man, he says, I said, hey, the job didn't send it. He was like, oh, man, hold on, let me check on it. So, man, he calls me back a couple days later. He's like, man, I got a tracking number. I've sent it to you. Da, 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 man, like, he gave me a tracking number and everything. Like, I'm calling FedEx. they like, we don't need, this ain't no real tracking number. Like, what is this? And I'm like, dad, what are, my mom was like, you know he took that. I'm like, man, my dad wouldn't take my scholarship. Well, that's like the, one of the lowest things you could do to a college kid, man. You know what I'm saying? And he did. He took it and finally admitted he man, took it, man. Bro. With, with transparency, and I, I, I'm sorry. I keep all these stories bringing Yo, me it's, somewhere. That's what I hope is brings Man, us up. Um, I remember I, I approached my mother, right? Uh huh. And this is the time of I remember she was married and she was going through um, um, marital issues with my at the time my stepdad. Okay. And it was just drugs. It was just a lot of stuff like that. So um, I remember I figured out the financial system. I'm mm. in college. I'm looking at this. I'm like, man. 
I know how to get this money, baby. Yeah. Not even on no crooked stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I just start asking questions to the financial people. And I'm like, how do you guys determine uh, how much money we get and everything like that? And they was like, well, one of the things we do, first of all, we look at who who claimed you on their taxes. And you know okay. how the tax system works is who who had you, who who basically raised you for right. six months or more. Right. And basically, there's really no... They was like, really, there's no way to measure that because this is basically who claimed you on their taxes. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, hold on. My mom's married. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, they're fouling together. Right. And my dad's paying child support. I'm in college for all year. Ain't nobody raising me. You know what I'm saying? You ain't sending me none of that child support money. Right. So, I'm like, hold on. I'm like, if my dad go ahead and claim me on the taxes, their joint salary is probably my my stepdad had a real good job oh okay so i wouldn't get no money oh wow. i had to get a loan on everything mm. i got no free financial aid at all bro oh wow so i'm like hold on if my dad claims me on the taxes Uh-oh. i take that information to the college oh come on dog <laughs> <laughs> I, I go with this play. Hey bro I went in there I You went, got a master plan But check it G I went in there as a, I went in there As a financial expert <laughs> I ain't explained it As her son I explained it As a financial right, expert Right I'm like If this happens da, 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 I'm gonna get this much I ain't gonna yeah. have to get no loan And this loan ain't gonna be happening And it's like my sophomore year Right So I still had You know what I'm saying I'm like I can do this for the rest of my And I can not get college loans right, That's right. gonna hunt me no, I just paid off all my college loans a year, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm debt free with college loan, but it took me that long, bro. Wow. So anyway, um, I go to her and I go to this plan. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this time, and you only getting a thousand dollars a kid. Save you from the thousand dollars. Right. Let my dad get that, and it's gonna save me twenty thousand dollars, bro. Mm, I already know where this is going. Yeah, can y'all hear where this is going? Man, come on. <laughs> I ain't even got to finish it, bro. I, man, that killed me, bro. I said, you know it's going to save me thousands and thousands of dollars. That's and you won't do it about. for a thousand? It was it was drugs. It was personal. It was all that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. But anyway, kind of like your father, money yeah. makes people do some. <laughs> but go ahead, man. Make My you bad, not bro. be concerned <laughs> about your kids, right? Yeah, yourself. Man, yeah, that's man. My bad, man, I'm sorry bro. That bad. It, no, man, it, this story is sparking so many. I'm like, man, I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. I know it's about Ricky, but man, come on, man. That stuff. I was like, it yeah. killed me, bro. It did. I mean, I left that house, man. I was in tears, bro. Mm. Not only because you're gonna put me in debt for a long time, yeah. But how you just like my like it's almost like you didn't care about me for a thousand dollars. Yeah, bro. If Come on, man. Yeah. God. But anyway, bro. So no, that's that's <laughs> the purpose. Like, I, what what's happening right now, everybody, is the purpose of the book is to get people to think about their own stories, yeah. right, and to go and take their own journey. Um, and so, I mean, that's what happened with me, you know. And I eventually, twenty three yeah, yeah, years yeah. old, man. I'm like, you know what? My dad did some real crazy stuff. I was in Atlanta. Went to. I was in Atlanta for a conference, like, hey, man, let's hook up, you know, let's try to connect. He's like, oh, cool, cool, meet me at this gas station. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm sitting at the gas station. He don't show up. He don't answer his phone. Like, he don't answer his phone. And, and like, I leave, like, 
I leave Atlanta at that point. A few days later, he still don't answer his phone. Mm. And I'm like, you know what, I'm done. Like, that hadn't been the first time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that had happened repeatedly. And so, you know, I was like, I was, I'm done, man. And I met this, uh, I met this uh, young lady who I just, you know, fell head over heels for. And she kept asking me, ah. What, what, what's up with you and your daddy? And I'm like, man, stop asking me about my dad, man. I'm done with that dude, man. Because I hadn't, at this point, I probably hadn't talked to him about a year and a half, almost two years. Mm-hmm. And so, man, she just kept, and finally I'm like, all right, man, I'll talk to him. Like, but you got to be there. And, man, I, he answers, bro. And, man, I, I was just, something just overcame me, and I just began to just pour out everything that I had never said. Mm. Like, all of the hurt. Over the years, man, I didn't get opportunity to do. That. Oh, with your mom? Yeah, I never did. Uh, I forgave her though. Okay. I didn't forgive her. T- I, I I forgave her for myself. Yes. And during her memorial, mm. I let, I told her she was gone, wow. but she looking down. I'm like, yeah, I forgive you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but go ahead, my bad. No, 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 <laughs> man. That's and and, and, and that, again, man. That's the point, man. Like I want if if people have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. To do it before somebody Man. passes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, yes, you can do it, like you did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, but there is something about if you got time now. Yeah. Man, yeah, get yeah. that out, and I, I got it out, man. And he was like, man, I want to be a better father to you, and that started the 13 year journey. Because that's why I tell people, like, reconciliation, it ain't like, ah, oh, there's just one conversation, <laughs> yeah. and ah, oh, we good we now. Good. <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, that's yeah. eventually. You know. I still don't trust this dude. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that, man. And my, I, I guess I, if you got another, I, I'll say this. Um, there's a piece where. I start pastoring. He comes to the church. He preaches. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking everything is great. It's my installation, sir. He's, man, he's all excited. And, man, I'm like, okay, cool. Man, we're good. Yeah. Man, we rolling. Like, everything is good. We're Everything, I mean, it's like, man, this is this. This is the relationship I'm wanting. And all of a sudden, he called me the next day. And it's just like, goes off on me. I'm like, man, what the heck is going on? He's like, man, um, I don't want to talk to you no more. I don't want to ever talk to you. And I'm like, what the heck happened? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, really just discovering that, like, man, he he realized, and this is where I'm getting to about even with your dad, he realized how much he wasn't there for me. And it it hurt him, and he didn't know how to deal with that. Okay, okay. And so I'm a fast forward past that part you that answer, I talked to you about. You answered a question for me. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you, do you think that your father saw all the good things in you that he was and that he could have been that he never panned out to be? Example, and I go back to the wrestling. Yeah. You killing in wrestling. You killing in wrestling. And he sees it. He hears about it. He hears about it. And he's like, that's killing me because because parents can't be jealous of their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless if it's right or wrong, right. and maybe he saw that in you and was like, I, that hurt him because like that that was me. Mm-hmm. Where most of us would look at that and be like, yeah, boy, yeah, 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 that's I, my boy. Yeah, he. Yeah, be- right, right. I want my son to be eighteen thousand yeah. times better than me yeah, in yeah. everything that I did. Everything. If I was a basketball player, I want him to be like, Dad, I would have killed you. I know you would have, yeah, because I've given you the resources and some yes. of the athletic ability come from me, bro. Come on, yeah, come but on, you know what I'm on. saying. I wanted to be, but maybe a lot of parents can't do that 
I, I tell you, man. I, um, I guess I just want to ask, did you think that may have been some of it? Actually, I had the privilege and the opportunity. I was fortunate enough to have this conversation with him, and he was very transparent with me. Okay. Because um, he, he here come to the church, and he see the people loving you. Yeah. He, he and you would... There was a piece of me that thought that in the, in the beginning. Yeah, like, damn, bro. They, I mean, <laughs> right. But that wasn't his reasoning. His reasoning was so much more deep. Okay. What his reason was, he said, man, when I saw how successful you was and that you had become that successful without me, I realized you didn't need me. Dang. When a person feels like they are not needed in a person's life, man, they will stay away because he said, all I would do is hurt whatever it is you was doing. But did you feel a way like, Pops, you still making this personal? Because that's some selfish stuff to say, bro. That's it selfish. Is. It is, but this is where he was. Okay, okay. Like, so so to understand Because you're going to be like, how do you know I didn't need you? I didn't ask you. I didn't require what makes you come to that selfish point to saying you don't need you know what I mean I think when I as we had that conversation other conversations in that same setting pursued that helped me understand this right because all of us are a product man of our environment for sure right and so you know let me just tell the story so he he grew up in a very abusive home he watched his his mom when his mom and dad were married, his dad would leave for work. His mom would prostitute out the house, mm. and their bedroom didn't shut. And he watched his mom have sex with different men all the time. Mm. Um, it got to the point like like she was always out in the clubs, and so one night he talked about how she came home with a stab wound. Mm. She's bleeding. She changed her clothes. He's like, "Mom, are you okay?" You know, he's probably eight or nine. She's like, yeah, yeah. Now I'm about to go get that girl. Da, 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 da. She changes her clothes, leave the house, and they don't see her for two weeks. Mm. Like they're they're at this point, the father is not in the house. Yeah, his trauma. He, he his they, trauma. Right. He just, uh, so now they have to figure out how to eat. Yeah. They picking out food out of trash cans. They trying to. Yeah. So, so he lived in a different place. Like so, then he, he never healed from that trauma. Oh, so oh that ain't did. even the half of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but whatever, yeah. whatever oh, yeah. the trauma that he trauma, dealt with, he just start bringing it. Like, and on top of that, then his mom. Um, he gets a call from school. They're taking him away. He's like, what happened? Mm-hmm. The neighbor across the street who she was also sleeping with got jealous, came and stabbed her in the head seven times with a screwdriver. Mm. She doesn't die. She goes into a coma. He's put in a foster care system where he shares with me he's raped, he's molested. Uh, one home made him sleep in a dog cage. Mm. Another home, a grown woman, man, makes him call him her mommy, makes him call her mommy, but then also has sex with her. Like, mm. This kind of molestation, one time he's in the basement, they make him sleep in water. Like, like this kind of mental and trauma. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, throughout all these stories, what, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, I get it. You don't have the real capacity to love or know how to love because you've not received that. Yeah, because I, I, I guess I would wonder, like, you know, and, and, and not, 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 I just wonder, like, was your mind ever to a point? Because, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, did at any time did you question like the authenticity of that? Like, Dad, is, are you? Come on, Dad. Never. Never. Okay. Like, I think authenticity begets authenticity, and we always know when a person 
it's genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Wait, what that's what yeah, I was just yeah, wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you are, already, I've been around when I know he yeah, yeah, he BS. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, he well, just trying to say what I think he want me but, to. And hear, the reason yeah. why I asked that, right, is because it seems like you've had this distrust for your father all the way from stealing from you to whatever it may be, right. him not coming, him not showing up, saying he gonna be there. So I guess that's why I asked yeah. that. Not to say any other thing, but like you've had times to where oh, like, yeah. Dad, you said you was gonna be at the gas station. What the what? Where right, you at, bro? Right, right. And then he don't answer. So I wonder if all these stories, you you. So like, yeah, and that moment though, like I know, okay, I, like we we I know he's you know, pouring you know out his is. heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and that and that and I say this, you know, that um chapter I think uh is like the the weekend with my dad. Like man, that weekend we went to Nashville, just him and I stayed in the same hotel room, yeah. spent all day together, man, for a whole weekend, and there was not there was no reason for him to hide anything, and he that was the first time I feel like I finally got to meet my dad. And he just let it all out, man. He let it all out on the table. That's what's up, man. And man, I left that weekend like that's feeling good, relieved. Like yeah, uh, man. Because sometimes you want to know why. Yeah, a lot of answers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it yeah, might yeah, yeah. even if it's not a satisfying answer. Yeah. Like even it's just their why. Yeah, yeah. yeah it don't have yeah, to make yeah, sense yeah, yeah. to us. Sometimes why like allows you to just like a lot of times give clarity and understanding. You know what I'm saying? And to know it wasn't me. Yeah. Because yeah, I blame myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kept saying it must be something I'm not doing. That's what kids, I mean, that's what kids do. You know, like, I, I needed to do, maybe if I'd have did, and it's yeah. like, nah, that ain't nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah. I think I met my dad in college. Yeah, yeah. I was in college, bro. I mean. I'm, so what's, what happened? Like, how, what do you mean you say you mean? What happened? Man, when I didn't have anyone else to lean on, man, I just reached out. And that's why I say, like, I look back when you said you kept asking him, dad, come to my game, come to my game. Yeah. In college, I had no one else. Like again, my dad's always been a part of my life, right? At a capacity, at a certain, at a certain capacity, right? right? So I was in school, bro, and I was at a point to where I had no one else, nothing else. Yeah. No, no, no. Rewind, rewind. I was coming home, and I stayed with my mom, and you know, summer break, I was going back home to where I was living with my mother, or whatever, whatever. So um, something happened. With me and my mother We kind of got into it So I was mm-hmm. coming home For the summer And my dad Had just moved out From uh, His current girlfriend At the time Okay And uh, My grandmother Had a house And uh, Let him Own the house It was like Here dude Fix it up It's yours Yeah And I was like, man, I didn't want to go back home to my mom. And this is the first time I really, I used to ask him for stuff, but it was just like my mom telling me to go ask your dad for it. You know what I'm saying? It was that kind of ask. But as an adult, I have never on my own asking for anything. Yeah. And I hit him. I was like, man, I'm coming home for summer break. And I asked him, could I stay? He said, yeah. So I went there. And then that's when, when he said, yeah, it's so easy. I was like, damn. I've been missing out on this man right here. Wow. And then as I start getting, we got closer and close, I start knowing him, he start knowing more and more and more. I'm like, ah. Oh. And then I'm just like, hey, man, I'll call him. Hey, I'm short, such and such. I mean, boom, come get it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And it wasn't about the finances. It was right, about right. me. I think he saw I was old enough to say, now you understand my side. Mm. And I'm like, okay, now I get it. Not that I was putting blame on my mother. Yeah, not yeah, to say yeah, she course, was, not to say he was innocent. No. Not to say that he couldn't fulfill it. Yeah. But then we became boom. And then after that, man, psh, man. I time, wonder that's, too that's, if that's there's also some the fact that he knew you needed him did something to maybe 
Like Man. that, I, I mean, all of us. But I that's what that's I said. To all of us, right, right. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe that's what I said. Like when you yeah. kept saying, "You, uh, maybe I, if I would have asked him, maybe he'd have been. Maybe he was thinking like, oh, he, he good. Yeah, he, he, he good. doing he good without me. me. He, he good. He doing good in the games. Yeah, he doing he good need, without me. And that's why I said that, bro. Maybe you called him, and how quickly he said yes. That that ain't a yes that. That happened in that moment. That was a yes, like, I've been waiting on you. That's what I'm saying, dog. That's why I said, when you said that, that's why I said, it made me think I probably should have been asking him. Man, I, I want was, you to have that When I was at the PAL club, I should have been like, hey, Fred, can you come to my game? He probably would have been right there. You know, I called my dad by his first name. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, <laughs> I Wait, are you Fred. Junior? Nah, nah, nah. So his, okay. his name is Freddie B, and oh, my, my middle Freddie. name is Frederick. So it ain't, ah, yeah, he Fred, okay. my first name's Therese, so, okay, but right, nah, right, nah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But you know, I told you people yeah. at school call me Fred, because, so the people who don't know. Oh, Lord. When I was, when I was growing <laughs> up, nah, for real, man, I, I have struggles with my first name all the time, bro. Really? I could tell someone my name, they'd be like, Therese? Oh, I'd be like, no, it's like Paris, add a T-H, it's Therese. So anyway, um, so when I was growing up, my mother was like, do you want to go, because I had four, I had four names. And my mother was oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah, I got two middle names. So my mother was like, uh, do you want to go by Therese or Frederick? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, can, can I go by Frederick? Because I was afraid people couldn't say Therese. And easy to say Frederick. So, of course, I went by Frederick. And easy when I was, yeah, I was in middle school, like Frederick. And uh, anyway, they start, of course, they're going to shorten it up to Fred. So people from school, middle or all the way from all the way into high school, yeah. people know me as Fred. I knew you as Fred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but when I went to college, I I've never introduced myself as Fred, never in my life. How do I know you as Fred? That's okay. from school. From school. <laughs> from, yeah, yeah, from when we right. married. Yeah. yeah. And everybody I that never, I know, like Jermaine, everybody call Fred. you Fred. Yeah. I've never been like, hey, my name's Fred. Ever in life. Really? Heck no. That's crazy. Never in life have I introduced myself as Fred. So when I went to college, every, no one knows me. Like, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I'm Therese. What's going on? What's your name? I've ah, always been, my so name you've is been Therese. Therese. But my family calls me Therese. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, man. Okay, okay. Anyway, man, let's continue. To, so let's, let's um, you and your father, man, y'all became super close. I know every time oh, you yeah. say he became your best friend, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, so after we reconnect, you know, we had that weekend um, about three months later, um, he's complaining about something in the stomach, mm. hurting. And uh, so, man. Well, real quick, yeah. you became close. How did it become with your wife and kids? How did how did did he get close to everyone? I know you guys became. Yeah, no, that didn't that didn't really happen until much later. Okay. Yeah, like um, I think I think my dad always kind of struggled with you know relationships beyond the surface, mm. um, unless somebody. You was really pursuing him for it, I got and again, it, it was his own his defense. Defense, yeah, you know, yeah. he didn't think he was worthy to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so he, you know, for him, the default was if I've messed people over, I just leave. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't deal with them. No yeah, so, yeah. so he, um, but yeah, three months later, we find out he's got pancreatic cancer stage three. The doctor gives him less than a year to live. Mm -hmm. um, man, we worked through that, man, and I'm I'm there with him. And uh, man, and this is powerful for anybody who's got illness, diagnosed with anything. Man, my dad went through a state of depression. Like, like, man, it's over. Mm -hmm. Like everything. Like he had a motorcycle. He he took his motorcycle back. I mean, he's just like life is over. Yeah. And man, he had this epiphany, man, one day, and he was like, you know what? I'm gonna live until I die. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, I don't have cancer. I've been diagnosed with cancer because he said, as soon as I admit I have cancer, cancer has yeah. me. Yeah. And so, man, 
He don't live a year He lives two and a half years nice. And I have to contribute that To the mindset yeah. That he That he approached this with yeah, yeah. Um, And so So yeah man We So at that point man We talk every day Man, he he becomes the guy I talk to because you know he was retired and man I talked to him when I ain't talked to nobody else, everybody else working or everybody else doing whatever and I'm like ah let me call my dad man we just yeah, talk about yeah, it. Yeah. we talk about anything yeah, man like, my dad. you see what I'm saying it's I like, call him if I ain't talked to him for a couple what up man where you at right where, what, <laughs> what you, you doing, doing? man <laughs> so yeah we you know just talk about anything current all that stuff man I would share. You know, just anything about life, about yeah. ministry, stuff going on at home. You know, I just share, man. And so one day, man, I was thinking it, but he said it. I was, I'll never forget, man. I was talk, talking to him in the morning, just dropped my daughters off to, at school. And he was like, you know what, Rick, man? You're not just my son, man. You're my best friend. That's dope. And I was like, oh, that's dope. man, that's dope. mess me up. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I never told my dad I love him until... Um, uh, my and I knew we loved each other. Yeah, yeah. But we've never said it mm. until my. Uh, I told him the first time ever out loud. Maybe when I was a little little kid. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. don't remember because he's come get me. I'm like I said, he's always been there, but I didn't tell him that until. Um, you know how you have your dinner before you get married? Oh yeah, that and, rehearsal and, dinner. Yeah, yeah, rehearsal yeah. dinner. Yeah, yeah. I told him then for the first time, bro. Wow, did it mess him up? I, you know, I said it. And um, everybody, uh, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, I gave a speech, basically what I'm saying mm. right now. I never told him this. I never done You know, I know he's always done it. Been my, had my back since, blah, blah, blah. And then I said it. And he said, I love you, too. We gave each other a hug. I was like, oh, let me turn around before I start crying, bro. <laughs> yeah. Man, man. We, yeah. We need more of that as men. Yeah, yeah. Men who know how to, to show emotion to men and to love each other, yeah, man. Like, yeah. this to, to me, I, when I think about, and not to get too far off, but when I think about, man, all these killings, man, with, with young black brothers, man, yeah. I say to myself, you can't have some other black brother in your life who you love and love you. Yeah. Like, when you could just take somebody's life like that. But, like, yeah. but you know, not to go, get yeah. there, but, man, I'm so proud of you, man. That's, that's big, yeah, likewise, bro. Yeah, man, because I think the last time we talked, bro, like in the last in episode 22. 22. Yeah, you know, I know we dig, dig, you dug into some of the story with you and your father, man. But this yeah. is a new, this is a new part of it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, to finish up the book, man, and I know um, you have a. We're gonna talk about real quick before we go. We're gonna talk about um, your uh, book signing and yeah, everything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. man. But um, you said after that, man, you know, and, and your father passed, man. What was yeah, yeah, what yeah. was um, uh, man, it was a lot of revelation during that moment, man, and. I share this one story because you said something about your mom. Like some, you only knew one side of the story, mm-hmm. and I think it was the same with me. And I think that's the same with all of us, man. We don't, we only know one side, and it's our perspective of it, yeah. you know. And so yeah. my dad tells a story that I we thought I knew well, mm-hmm. and you know, he's like, man, he took my brothers and I. I was about we was about nine or ten out fishing. And man, we get to the lake and it's a branch that's broken and hanging over the water. Yeah. And he was like, he looked at me, me and he's like, don't get on that branch. <laughs> like, I know you, little nigga. And so, man, I was like, oh, okay, okay. And so, man, he's over there putting the bait on. And I hear my brothers like, Ricky, he's on that branch. And I'm on the branch. <laughs> our eyes meet. Soon as our eyes meet, the branch breaks. Oh. Boom. It goes in the water. So he's telling the, he's retelling the story. Bro, we cracking up. Me and my sister are cracking up. Yeah. 
And all of a sudden, he gets real serious and says, man, I never told you this. Now, mind you, this is a month before he's getting ready to pass. Yeah. He's frail. He's he gotten real skinny. He always used to be muscular. Yeah. His voice is a little more quiet. He said, I never told you this. He said, I didn't know how to swim. And I'm like, but you jumped in and saved me. <laughs> and he said, I was willing to die to save your life. Mm. Mm. Dang. I'm thinking, dang, and I question that dude's love. Like, yeah. that's the ultimate, yeah, man. ultimate sacrifice when you say, man, I, I'm willing to die. He not just say it, but he jumped in not knowing how to swim, yeah, thinking man. this might be the end of his life, but he had to save his son. Dang. That's crazy, man. We all had those stories with our parents Woo! that, and I, I told at my mother's um, memorial, I told the story um, because I went through years and years of bad stories I can tell. Yeah. And I told them that and then during the memorial. I was like, you know, but I, I remember this one story vivid, man. I remember she used to work third shift. Okay. And I went to Clayton Brownie, which is a school in Mary's. They didn't, it's not even open anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, she she would walk from because she didn't have a car at the time. Mm. I was in like preschool, kindergarten, whatever. I think I was kindergarten, but anyway, she'd walk to get me. She'd wake up. No, mm. yeah, she'd wake up because she'd get home from work, get me to school, right. go back and sleep. When it's time for me to get out of school, she, she'd set an alarm, walk to get me, and then walk me back. the The, the walk was probably couple miles maybe three maybe mile whatever i don't three know miles. maybe not even nah may have been about a couple miles about okay a couple, okay a couple miles. if that give or take right yeah that's a long time yeah long yeah, way yeah, yeah. maybe mile and a half so i don't know a little kid i'm thinking it's, it's <laughs> 20 miles you know right. what I'm saying? <clears throat> but anyway um she picks me up man and i remember we were walking home and we was on one side of the road now if people don't know, know what my mother looked like man my mother was this chocolate beautiful mm. white teeth clear skin yeah. beautiful woman man and uh we were walking down the street and there's this three white men um across the street working on a car in this okay. in this in this parking lot and one of them screamed out something like some racial slur whatever whatever oh, wow. and uh and my mom like she she said what and then they start saying, you, you, you black, da 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 you yeah. pork smuggy, oil, babe, da-da-da-da. My mother going, going off with them. I'm scared because I'm like, there's three men over here. They can come yeah. hang us. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Marion, Indiana. Marion. Yeah, I'm like, Last mom, come on, please, right. please, please, please. So anyway, she going off, she going off. And then finally, you know what I'm saying, she walk off. But we get down like maybe a block. And she pulled me and she looked at me and she said, don't, don't, let every, don't ever let no one make you... Um, she said, what she say? Don't ever make no one, don't let it, never let anyone make you be ashamed of your beautiful dark skin. Mm. Bro, every since that day, bro, I have never, ever been ashamed of yeah. my tone, yeah. my skin. Yeah. She said, your skin is beautiful. Yeah. And she was like, because you know, brown skin and summertime, you get darker. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I know about it. But anyway, <laughs> like I've never been, and yeah. ever since that day, like I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And she, she instilled that in me. But mm, that confidence in yourself. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> wow. Wow. My bad, That's bro. powerful, man. Yeah, man. So anyway, like you said, that story, it's like you take those things with you. You know you what I'm do. saying? You do, man. <coughs> yeah. No, you're good. Yeah, man. So let's talk about the uh, book signing, bro. So yeah, let's the let's, book uh, signing and... Uh, yeah, what you got going on, man. Let's talk yeah, about man, this, Yeah, this, man. This, so this book signing is going to be uh, Saturday, September 17th from 10 to 1 in uh, Indy, uh, P30, 3039. 
um, North Post Road. But the book signing for me, because I just love people, man. Like I just, I just love people. I love seeing them. I love talking with them, man. Sharing yeah, with them. Yeah. You want to take a picture? Like I get energy from being around people. So for me, man, this is really just about me sharing. You know, with family, friends, the public, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, just this celebration of me completing something. Like, man, if you've ever wrote a book, you know, like people who haven't written, not not, not all people. Some people think, oh man, writing a book, you know, it's you know, it's, yeah. like man, it's hard to write a book, <laughs> y'all. I just, I know some of y'all out there want to be uh, authors. I'm just gonna tell you now, there is no shortcut for putting in the work. Mm. This took me. I started it maybe in like February of 21. I didn't finish after all the rewrites and the edits and all of that. It took me till February of 22. So this is a year yeah. of, man, for eight months, I got up for at four o'clock every day mm-hmm. and wrote for the first two hours of the day. Like, Dang. that's discipline. That's hard work. Yeah. And then, like, I sent it off to a publisher, and, man, they was like, this is trash. Basically, they marked that bad boy up. It was like, you need to go back to the drawing table. You got some good content, but when we can't really decipher this, man. So... Man, I, my feelings was so hurt for two months. I ain't do nothing. And then I got over myself. It's like, I know I need to do this. Yeah. And so I went back to the drawing board, man, and came up with a different, a whole new different format and mm-hmm. style for writing it, which I, which was natural to who I am and how I preach. Yeah. And so, man, um, I sent that back, and they were like, yes, this is it. That's Stick with this. Yeah, that's dope. So you'll see in there, you know, I start out kind of with something – you know, some idea, and I kind of share the story when I'm done with the story. Because to me, each chapter, really, you could read it alone. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And get something out. Because at the end of each chapter, it's a reflection. Mm. And for me, it's about what do you need to do? Mm. Right? You've read this, but yeah. what do you need to do right now? Yeah. And so that's kind of how I wrote it. So, you know, I just want to, so people who may not read, you know, on a regular, yeah. you could read a chapter, sit, sit it down for a minute, come back. I'm like, dang, I learned this, da 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 da, and then go to the yeah, next chapter. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. If I can read real well, I'd be like, man, let me do the audio, but I can't read that good. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> that dude crazy. <laughs> <laughs> let me do the audio, but it'd be, it'd be broken up. I want to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on one second. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> Nah, man. Nah, man. That's dope, man. Definitely. You know, I'm going to be in the house, bro. Yes, sir. Um, You're going to be emceeing. Like, y'all need, yeah, if y'all out yeah, there, yeah. come go see him MC. Yeah, I'm an MC, man. Bring the family, man. Let my son yeah. see some some goodness, man. And uh, yes, sir. Yes, good sir. energy. And yeah, man. We're going to get is he? it in. He's nine. Nine, nine. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. yeah. So we're going we gonna to be in this thing, man. So yeah, man. I appreciate you, brother. Man, thank you. Man, for we going me, man. on, man. You made me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the listeners, man, but I had to. Somebody probably was like, Jones, shut up. But nah, man, he he made me um, reflect a lot, man, and just yeah. through conversation, just because of things that you were saying. Uh, just like I said, man, I'm, you know what I'm saying, 44 years old, bro, and I never thought to myself, you never ask him to come. Yeah. That could have been the change of him coming to any one game, and that would have yeah. been like, been at every game, you know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> man, that's, that I never thought about that, bro. Yeah, for yeah. all this time and when you just said that I'm like dang on maybe you know not ex- not an excuse yeah, but yeah, but still but yeah man um Rick, man, I appreciate you, brother, man. Man, no problem, man. And they can get the yeah, book. Yeah, that's great. That's what I, that's what I that's oh, next yeah. thing. Yeah, go, oh, yeah. Where can Go they get the book? Where can they find you? All that good stuff, brother. Ah, 
<laughs> so yeah, you can get the book. You could go to my website, uh, drrickymccray.com. Uh, you can get it there. But also Tuesday, September twentieth, when it releases worldwide. So you can go uh, after that point, get it on Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, anywhere you get books. You know, uh, Barnes and Nobles, all of that stuff. Yeah, uh, you can get it anywhere online. Um, also, you can reach me at um, uh, the social media, Instagram, Facebook, at DrRickyMcCray.com. Yes, sir. Or DrRickyMcCray. Um, hit me up. Let me know what y'all think, uh, yeah. questions y'all have, or comments. Appreciate it. And I will be doing an audio book on his next book. <laughs> I'm a practice written no, just play. <laughs> See, I'm going to call you back. No. Hey, I'm like, bro, I ain't been practicing, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. But and now, I knew this is my second book. So yeah, I got yeah. a children's book out uh, called uh, What's All the Fuss Over Mr. Wilson, which, bro, I, I didn't realize when I wrote the book, it's loosely based on my dad. Not oh, okay. What well, It's crazy. I didn't realize it until after I wrote the book. Uh, and I was like, dang, something's familiar about this. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But, yeah, man, thank you guys for listening, man. Like always, man, we've gone almost two hours in this, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah, man, this is this has been a great conversation, man. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to tune into this episode and listen over and over and over, please go to um, SoundCloud, iTunes. Well, iTunes is Apple Podcast now. Well, same thing. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, Google Play, Stitcher You can tune in there, find us at the Stakes is High Podcast Also if you want to follow us on social media You can hit us up at Twitter, Facebook and Instagram That's Stakes is High Pod And if you want to email us And have any questions, concerns Or you know someone who wants to be a guest Or you want to be a guest Please hit us up at Stakes is High Pod At gmail.com Rick, thanks brother Last words man If you have a relationship that you find yourself that you can't really stop thinking about and you keep going back with it and you're wrestling back and forth, go get it right. Go forgive. Go ask for forgiveness. Um, because as we were talking about, you never know, man. Life's too short. Um, that person could die tomorrow. And you miss your opportunity. Now you have to do it postpartum. Um, but there is an opportunity for those of you who say that person has passed along to be like theirs and say, you know what? I need to forgive now. And it's never too late to forgive. There it is, man. Forgiveness. We, uh, but anyway, yeah, we should talk about that forgiveness, man. But like Rick said, man, do that. Um, it was tough for me to do it post death. But I mean, I did it. But I think it would have been a lot valuable. I mean, I learned a lot of got a lot of answers like what you did Rick, with your father. However, I didn't do that. But um, yeah, man, yeah, man, good conversation. Hey, thank you guys for listening to Stakes is High podcast. Peace. <laughs>